everybody, welcome to Third Coast Gaming Radio. Today is Sunday, uh, it's December 6th, it's episode 11. I'm Travis Doyle, and I'm joined by my host, uh, Austin Taylor. Wow, yeah. double digits after 10. Oh uh, yeah, double em. digits. I can write home about this one. Man, you know, I put that Amazon link in that Google Docs because I just wanted to open the show with these Amazon toys, these Halo toys, because, you know... Halo Infinite's delayed, but I can still get a Master Chief, I guess. There was some I mean, ad on, like, The Verge or something. It was like, hey, you should buy these Halo toys because you're a gamer. And I was like, maybe I should, Verge. Maybe I should. I mean, Halo Infinite might be delayed, but really, the true Halo is the friends we made along the way. Oh, yeah. Which is why you should buy this highly articulated figurine of a Spartan Cat B320 with posable weapons and accessories. So I want this Halo... There's a there's a red... If you look up World of Halo figures on Amazon, there's this one that's it's a red Spartan, and he just has a SMG and a... I don't know, it looks like some brute weapon. Look at those hands. Look at that gold visor, Austin. $35. Oh, you can get them for 20 actually. Someone's selling them for 20 probably mentioned that we are not being paid for this by the way no not at all i just this thought these just, were dumb looking yeah you just decided to open this up with talking about halo action figures yeah, just... that are exclusive to amazon yeah. that some of which come with packaged in halo infinite game add-ons ah sick i can get the blue battle rifle if i buy this pack there's not actually a, a blue battle rifle i, I made that up this one has a uh, brute chieftain, and it's from Halo Four. What was I gonna say about Halo? Oh man, it's all slipping by me. Oh yeah, I had a I had a vision, Austin, where I was like, man, there Master Chief is gonna get cancer, and he's gonna try to pay for his kids' bills, and him and Arbiter are just gonna cook meth. It's just breaking Halo, you know. See, that doesn't work for several reasons. Ah shit. Partially because. Master Chief and every other Spartan in the Spartan 2 program was castrated. Oh, he's got, um, his, his kids are adopted, you know. Him and Cortana ad- adopted kids after Halo. See, that also doesn't work. Uh, yeah. And he got, uh, he has Spartan cancer. It's like, worse. Yep. Chief 10, what else is in here? I want the Mongoose Master Chief with a rocket launcher. Rocket launcher is Austin. All right, this bit's dead. Um, you I think, know, I think, uh, yeah, I gl- think this bit needs to uh-huh. be buried. Yeah. All right, man. Galactus ate Fortnite. We watched that trailer before this. Um, looks cool. They yeah. they're putting money into Fortnite to do stuff. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> wow. They're finally they're finally putting money into Fortnite. Oh yeah. Iron Man was there, and they played an ACDC song that came out in the year of 2020. And the yeah, battle buses shot Galactus. Yeah, battle buses turned into X-wings for the and attacked Galactus. Ah, uh, you know, I wish you know if the battle buses had S foils, they'd be way cooler. Just gonna put that out there. I mean, yeah, but so would like everything, right? Yeah, Galactus looks pretty good though. Yeah, I don't know. This is see. The more I see events like this, the more I'm like, man, hmm, maybe Fortnite. But then, like, I watch them. 
and then I realized that like this is the only time that anything like this is happening. I'm like, hmm, actually, maybe not Fortnite. Yeah. Oh, Thor was hanging out on the side of the bus too. He's just like, like I will throw my hammer at him, and he threw his hammer at him. I think this is the capstone for the Marvel event they were doing for season four. Yeah. So they're maybe. changing the map for season five, and then you wake up and you're just in control at the end. Oh, you know, you're not in control, but. You wake up and a phone's ringing and you're at a desk. Yeah, you're at Jonesy. some weird desk. Is season five happening right now? What? Oh, yeah, so season five is happening right now. Yeah, the map's out. Yeah, okay. This happened uh, on uh, December 1st, I guess, like six, five days ago, I guess. I haven't, I didn't play it at all, but maybe I'll jump on it. Yeah, so it looks like they're pulling in, like, season five is just about seemingly pulling in, like, powerful, like, cool characters nice. because once oh, we yeah. move on to our next news bit oh yeah like we do kratos everyone's and... favorite emotionally abusive dad kratos yeah oh and these there's these halo stuff coming to the fucking xbox one too speaking of halo shit yeah get I want a little a... mongoose jesus yeah i want a little mongoose i guess i'm getting these on xbox <laughs> I want to buy the Pelican. I, I think that's your... Um... It's a parachute. Yeah, it's the parachute's just a Pelican. That's great. That's, you know, that's all right. Yeah. I can I can mess with that. Yeah, you, get, you even look like Master Chief. And this is actually... This is a good design for Master Chief. I actually like the sort of cartoony Halo Infinite armor in, like, the Fortnite aesthetic. I don't even see the... Master Chief armor. Where is yes, um, when you go to the like, the story that we're looking at on the inverse, when you click on like the tweet, it's the first image of like the three. Oh, it's where they... redirect you to Twitter. It's an embedded tweet. Oh, okay, I got it. The yeah. uh, picture was not there. Okay. Oh yeah, that's a good. He's crossing his arms. He looks like a Super Smash Brothers trophy. You know. Yeah. Yeah, like good. in the the vibrant like nature of like most of Fortnite's colors, like does I think some really good like wonders for his armor especially coming off of like halo 4 uh for me you know yeah i wonder if these are going to come to pc too if it's just going to be xbox so i guess we'll have to see mandalorian and do they call him the baby i don't i don't watch a lot of mandalorian so the baby has a name now okay um is it reese no, I don't... Oh, shit. Do you want me to tell you? Or... Yeah, go for it. I don't care. Oh, the name of the baby is Grogu. Grogu. Alright. Yeah. Cool. I, he follows you around and uh, you get your sniper rifle. Yeah, you get like that ridiculously powerful sniper rifle that he has in the Mandalorian that he, for some odd reason, never uses. Yeah, I should... Is all of Season 2 for the Mandalorian out yet? I... No, no. Uh. There's like six episodes right now but it is like good okay like this season has been i'm not like particularly into the mandalorian um but so far the season has been fun to watch nice in a way that i don't think like the first season was well i didn't feel like benching the first season so i was like well i have to just wait for season two so yeah i guess now is a good time yeah i mean i think it was like yeah, and the thing with The Mandalorian is it is just, like, the very vignette-like story-like structure. 
within like the yeah. first season and like a good amount of the second season too. Like I, we just did, we just got through the sixth episode of the second season, and now I think the final two episodes are going to be like about the same story because I think they're still doing like eight episode seasons. Cool, because they are they do and you say vignette, they're like short story kind of, or they're standalone, right? Yeah, they're all like pretty standalone, right? So I every. Sorry. Cool. Yeah, every episode in like in the middle of the first season is like a vignette story, right? So the first three are like one story, and then you have like the middle three of the first season, which are all like independent vignettes, and then you get like another kind of conclusion arc at the end of the first season. Um, nice. And it looks like you were doing a relatively similar thing here in season two. By the end, yeah, I like I like you know. Western short stories. They're getting with Star Wars right now. I don't know. More Star Wars Westerns. Go for it. I mean, yeah. They need to change the pace. You know, like, it's... I mean, it's cool, right? Like, it is... It is cool Star Wars. Yeah. Um, which is... Really... All anyone wants to interact with. <laughs> yeah. Not... Um... I don't know. I'm not gonna get into the new trilogy. It's fine. They're fine. We don't, don't care to. anymore. Yeah, we don't. Um, they to. should make a. Um, I think they they're probably talking about it, but they should just do the Obi Wan thing as a TV show and throw it on Disney Plus since nobody gives a shit about movie theaters right now. I mean, I feel like that's what they've been do. Like they've had that sort of scope for it for a while, right? Like first it was gonna be a movie, and then they're like, oh, it's gonna be like a Disney Plus series. It'd be. They're probably just making more money off of Disney Plus than movie theaters, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, especially at this point. Um, but I remember they said it was put on an indefinite hold. <sighs> not like they're not going to move forward with it, but they just don't know how to at the time. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. It. It's like the only time you have. Him doing anything is between three and four. But maybe he'll be like, hire some dude, be like, hey, I need you to babysit Luke from a distance while oh, I go off doing... on an adventure. Yeah, all right. Oh, they're doing filming. Their news updates that it's filming. Oh, cool. In England, which is, yeah, nice. all right, cool, dope. I'm glad to see that there's like some progress in that project because that's, I'm excited to see what they do with that. Yeah, I mean they're making a profit off of Mandalorian, so I guess they're they're starting to expand the Star Wars Disney Plus cinematic universe. I mean they're oh, all yeah. connected, but you know what I mean. Yeah, well it's never like a question of profit; more is just like, did they understand the project they wanted to make? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> all right, I'm moving on. Um. Let's get to other news. Star Wars is good. To other news. Turned out Star Wars is good. Yeah, P- uh, this is from an Ad Age article by uh, Elise Liffring. It's it's about the PS5 outspending Microsoft launch ads, 3 to 1, I guess, in the um, from October 19th to November 9th. The statistics they have is that... Sp- Sony spent 7.3 million on advertising. Xbox had about 3 million, and Nintendo's been doing some stuff too for about 1.6 million. 
Yeah. I thought that was like an interesting get. I mean, you know, they have the money to sh- tell people to get their console. Well, it's also like <clears throat> it's more than like they have the money. It's also like their priorities with like selling systems, right? Like, mm-hmm. not to mention the fact that like earlier this year, Xbox, <laughs> Microsoft got like a lot of would all would all like generously say is basically free ad revenue when they made that Bethesda deal, and everyone freaked out about it. Definitely, yeah. Getting um, there. Yeah. Sorry, so PlayStation it. needs to spend like a lot more money pushing ads to sell consoles and like systems. More so than I would say like Microsoft really does, especially if they're pushing the Game Pass angle, and more so than like Nintendo does, considering just the they're I don't think they plan on moving forward with like a new console yet. Yeah, I think Nintendo's probably selling pretty well right now. I I keep hearing that their business is Especially booming in Japan for this Switch Lite. That, that thing is, it's like, you know, $200, and it's just, they're just going. Yeah, man, like, we are, like, working retail. Um, we are moving a lot of Switches. Yeah, people like them. Yeah. So it's not, like, particularly surprising to see that, like, Sony, who is still, like, really selling the PlayStation 5, is like, really... <laughs> We'll say traditional console experiences has completely eclipsed uh, Microsoft in like the budget that they've yeah, spent they yeah they want they want people their to get their bucks yeah especially when you look at this graph like what is this weekly ad spend by video game companies mm-hmm. so it's like yeah it's PlayStation's seven point three million and then just everyone else yeah although I think I have been seeing below. more Xbox ads on YouTube. Than yeah. PlayStation Five ones, but that's because I only have been seeing ads on YouTube compared to like I don't have cable, so. Yeah, and that's the other thing is, like I've, I see a lot of like Xbox ads on YouTube, um, and from what I'm seeing with like PlayStation, they're also like sponsoring events, right? So you still see like a lot of PlayStation sponsorship ads on like ESPN. I think Travis Scott had a PS5 ad. Where, no. I think we were talking I, about that. I know. What's the... Who's the ESPN commentator? ESPN um, commentator. Yeah, there's like, the, there's like the sports commentator. Well, no, for PlayStation. Um, Steve uh, Smith, right? Or Stephen A. Smith? That's a good question. Yeah, I think it's that dude. Um, yeah, Stephen A. Smith. They had, like, Sony had him do a an introduction to Miles Morales like ad series interesting where he like he talked about Miles Morales like the character and I I just think that was very funny is he a big Spider-Man fan? That's the I, question. I mean I anyone's a Spider-Man fan I guess <laughs> I mean yeah that's the thing everyone is right like yeah Miles Morales was the star of an Oscar award winning movie movie's very good like not even two years ago you know like the character was the star of um yeah. so like everyone a lot of people know who, everyone knows what knows who miles morales is yeah i guess uh, they're they want to know about insomniacs miles morales you know yeah which in generalities they're mostly the same the same idea but you know they probably they're different i think the one I think he's younger in the PS5 game. 
Um, I think he's I think he's Not younger in Spider Verse. Yeah, he's like. Yeah, he's younger he's, in Spider Verse. Yeah, and the other thing with Spider Verse is that his dad isn't dead. Oh, that's right. They they did do that in that game. I thought yeah. that was too early to do that, but no, nah, whatever. I mean, maybe he'll come back as a bad guy. I don't really have my like my opinions around like Jefferson Davis, the cop, um, yeah. and father Miles Morales do not necessarily revolve around like how early he was killed off. Um, especially if you look at the other things around that character. But, like, they really just wanted to get, like, Miles and Peter, like, in the same room together, right? Find a reason for them to interact together. Yeah. Alright. So that's why. Uh, go to the next up. One. I got an ad. I got this Vice story by Patrick Klepek, and um, it was talking about how... So there was some internal doc that was talking about activities on the PS5, and the, the quote I kind of pulled out of it was how they were talking about... Um, that uh, I th I'm guessing I didn't get too much further than like I think this is about single player is striving on the PS5 specifically, and that a lot of people are playing offline. Um, do you know? Yes. If that's are there a lot of people? Were they getting a lot of numbers of people playing offline on PS4 as well? Yeah, like, that's the thing, right? So, what happens is, like, this is how they... This is basically the internal doc that made them sort of... Kind of, my understanding is, this is the doc that made them go all in on the activities um, functionality of certain PlayStation 5 games, right? So, when you go down this article, you're going to find a video from... You're going to find a video by Klepek. Um, where he's playing Miles Morales and he's swinging around for a bit and then he launches into this like activities um, interface where he gets to like look at uh, the next like part of a quest line right and if he opens it up it's going to like tell him the amount of time it will take to complete the quest and uh, where it is, I think, and you can just press play on that, and it will immediately teleport uh, Miles to to the next part of this quest, right? Um, so this is like the most inter. This is basically internal reasoning for uh, the utility of the activities feature, right? Mm -hmm. That's cool. I'm glad they're like. I, they know they're. As we've seen, there are a lot of... Sony puts a lot of focus on their single-player, first-party stuff. You know, a lot of people are... That first Spider-Man game sold very well. People, you know... Because there, there was a talk about, like, the death of the single-player game and how people only want, you know, big multiplayer games. because, But that's because they were kind of popular at a time and they were making money. But people still... People do both. In in my life, I have my multiplayer stuff I'll, that are more like a hobby thing I come back to. And then there's like, you know, your good single player game, which can be compared to like, you know, I'm watching get my AAA movie experience. You know. Yeah, yeah. But the thing to note about like that particular discourse is that was never being made by like people who cared or like understood. Right. That was always a 
argument being made by people who wanted to push multiplayer games on like a company level right yeah like when the reality of it was like always that um single player games had been thriving and there's never any real there's never any real evidence to show that single player games weren't thriving when like produced in such a way that people like can instantly latch onto them in the way that like Sony's house style does, right? Um, or like when they were appropriately marketed uh, with like an actual budget and that type of deal. Um, so when we look at like this story, this is specifically like Sony trying to, I think, streamline uh, like single player, like a single player experience, right? Um, like you're not like when you look through this activities like dashboard, you're not going through like a map, scanning around, looking for activities you haven't done. Uh, you're just in this pop-up menu with icons uh, that are going to tell you what the next part of whatever quest you are on is and like where you need to go do it and it will just take you there yeah and it's and i thought the good thing from the article that i liked is that from their sony doc they're like yeah our players are spending more time offline than offline online right now which you know makes that activity stuff cool like i <laughs> i wish i had a ps5 for miles morales because i i want to i'm curious about you know, actually sitting down and flipping between... Oh, oh no! Craig left. F in the chat for Craig. It's alright. Well, I'm recording internally anyway, so whatever. For your I'll boy, just cut this Craig. Are you on Audacity recording? Yeah, I'm on Audacity. Yeah, we'll just keep going. Um, Yeah, you know, that stuff's cool, and... I think that... Like... The basis for, like, multiplayer stuff having good sales is that like in the in the article there's a link to like the um ps4 sales numbers that like grand theft auto 5 and black ops 4 are the best selling but that doesn't mean that like single player games aren't they're not selling as well but they're still selling a lot but it's like you know obviously rockstars and activision's two games are like those are some of the best selling games of all time like they just have like a mass market appeal yeah, and like, and the thing to know with like Grand Theft Auto Five specifically is that like it does come with a like very large single player component, right? Like Grand Theft Auto yeah. Five is a very appealing game for several reasons, um, outside of just Grand Theft Auto Online can be fun. Yeah, if you well, play think... it with the right people. Yeah, yeah. I think in the beginning, it's been a lot of people got the online for, um, a lot of people started in this, you know, in the single player, like a lot of the early sales life was the single player, in it, but I think it's kept selling because of online and yeah. it coming out to PS4 again. I'm glad that they're, they were talking about it. I just thought it was an interesting story. Yeah, I think, like the things about this story that do like concern me is like how is the fact the activities feature takes off, mm -hmm. right? Because this is, like, one of two major social and, like, uh, single-player, like, sort of, like, help things that they were pushing, that between, like, activities and their, like, community video initiative that Sony's trying to do. 
Uh, I do like sort of worry about how games are going to be designed around this. Yeah. Uh, because I, like I remember the um, when when Klepik wrote this story, he paired it with a tweet, and the word or the wording that he used in this tweet was that the activities feature in Miles Morales made like this game very efficient. Right, like it made playing this game very efficient. It was very easy to like slot like time in, into this to go through the side quests of Miles Morales and play. Um, and that kind of that is like to me anyway, like kind of concerning language as we talk about like open world design. Yeah, that they are at least for the PS5 games is going to change that. Um, do you want to go into this Forza thing? Yeah, we can. We can. You can. You can talk about Forza. Yeah, so there's this, uh, it's from Opples um, by Moise Benori. Uh, it looks like Forza Horizon 5 is going to come out next year, which is interesting for the Xbox things. I think the most recent Forza game was Forza Horizon 4 last year, because usually the Horizon like release timeline is... Here's a Forza Motorsport game, and then here's a Forza Horizon game. So, Motorsport 7 came out in 2017, and then Horizon 4 was 2018. But I think they're delaying Motorsport 7, because it came out with, like, middling reviews, and they want to put more time into making sure it's, like, a leap that's, like, not just, like, an annualized, like, Release, but they want it to be more like a a new like not vision for the game, but I think they want to do something different with it. Yeah, and so. I think to also note is like you know, uh, like co- like COVID did push back like development on the current the one oh ooh, no i don't want this ad thank you uh like the forzer the forzer the forzer motor sport um the forza game that they've like already announced yeah right so i guess like isn't the thing with like horizons is that this is like a big open world as compared to like the more like linear like track based stuff that you get in motorsport yeah horizons the open world stuff and motorsports the um just you're leveling and going through tracks yeah yeah so like it's like you play forza a little bit you play these yeah is like is there like still an emphasis on like just like sick fast cars in horizon or is this also like a sort of like that Ubisoft car game was a Project Cars, I think it was. Mm-hmm. That's all about like customizing cars for like a variety of situations, like on and off road. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's still sick facts cars in Horizon. I mean, the last one I played Horizon Three was the last one I played. That's mm-hmm. when it was doing that stuff. I mean, they're they're still sick fast cars. What are you? What are you trying to? Well, I guess like my question is like, what yeah. is the gameplay loop of that? Like, are you still just like, are you just on like civil, like you know, like uh, public roads doing street races, and or Horizon, are you racing yeah. through like forests and like trying not to hit trees? Uh, 
It's both. I mean, most of the races are on streets, but you can drive in the open world and avoid and hit trees if you want to. Hmm. I mean, it's it's still like you're in the open world and you're going to missions that are you have races and like drifting missions and then some other stuff. That makes sense. Okay. All right. I'm just trying to understand like the difference between like the Horizon and like Motorsport games. Oh, so Motorsport, Motorsport, it'll bring up a menu and it'll ask you to do races on like. You're not. I don't think you're in streets as much as Motorsport. Motorsport, it's more like a Gran Turismo experience where you're picking races and you're doing cups, and you're like buying new cars and upgrading them to make more money. And I think Horizon is just more open world. Okay. Yeah. If that answers your question. Yeah, more or less. Okay. I gotcha. Alright, um... There was some Battle Royale rumors coming out for Halo Infinite from... And the uh, community director kind of came off and said that they're unfounded... You know, they so Brian Jared was coming out saying nothing gets all post holiday money going like fresh unfounded Halo Infinite rumors, but uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's just being cheeky because they are doing it, but maybe they're not. But I think people just want to talk about Halo Infinite. I think they said they were going to come out and talk more about it at the um, end of this year. At least. I think that's what Giant Bomb was talking about when they were talking about this article. Yeah, so like they... So like, yeah, so Brian Jared is is saying like in the second, like in the follow-up to his tweet, that they are working on like a year-end sort of review video for the progress on Halo Infinite. Um, I wouldn't... You know, I don't know. When people talk about rumors being false, I always kind of take that with a grain of salt considering just how much of the secrecy of uh, like games as an industry kind of does demand that developers lie yeah uh, in like public facing interactions and you get a lot of this with like the the naughty dog interactions with press pre like the launch of the last of us 2 and that sort of thing um, I don't I, I doubt like I doubt they're actively working on it, right? Like, I don't know if if they don't have, like, a vision for mm. what a Halo Battle Royale would look like, but I doubt they're actively working on it right now. Yeah. That's where I'm at. They're probably more wanting... You know... They're trying to make sure the campaign is good for that open-world campaign. Yeah, like, that's the thing, something right? they've really never done before. And then, like... The multiplayer, the Team Deathmatch, the Capture the Flags, the... That free-to-play thing they're doing with it. I mean, I would be surprised if when this came out and the free-to-play multiplayer was a battle royale and the regular modes. But I'm, if I were a betting man, I would say it would. I would think it would just be the regular multiplayer deathmatch stuff and not a battle royale. I think that would come later. Yeah, like this thing isn't coming out with a battle royale, um, and I doubt we're going to have one by the. And the rumor was that there'll be a mode in twenty twenty one at some yeah. point, and I doubt we're going to get a mode in twenty twenty one. Especially if this is like 
a games as like a service kind of deal and they tease mm-hmm. that a bit like this year so if that's sort of if that's sort of the thing here for Halo Infinite I I don't think they're going to add a battle royale yeah and I think the um the battle royale would be a cool like if you're thinking about like a life cycle of a game like it comes out you have the free stuff you have the campaign year two to bring people back. Like that would be a good time to put the battle royale in. It's like you don't want to put everything out at once, you know. Yeah, but what like what would a Halo battle royale even look like? What's up? Like what? Would, what even would like a Halo battle royale do? I mean, what Is every battle royale would do, you know. Well, it's like hundred Spartans drop, and there's some yeah. vehicles on the map, and you pick up some weapons. Yeah, but, like, the other thing that we're seeing with Battle Royales is, like, are, like, tiered weapons um, and, like, adding attachments. Like, mod- like either you have, like, the tiered weapons of a Call of Duty or Fortnite, or you have, like, modular weapons with, like, tiered uh, add-ons, like you have in Apex. And Halo yeah. has never done, like, either of those things. Yeah, but, you know, they might. I mean, I don't think... There wasn't a lot of that in Titanfall, and I think they, when they yeah. made Apex, they thought about that stuff and how to do it with attachments and stuff like that. I will talk about like what Hyperscape does is you have the first version of a weapon you pick up as a common, and if you see that weapon again and pick it up, it just it'll make its magazine bigger, or it'll make its damage numbers a little bigger, or it'll give it a better scope, and you can upgrade them like four times pretty much. So it's not. It wouldn't be too difficult. You would just, you would just pick up a new assault rifle, and it'd be a higher like rarity assault rifle, and it probably might do some damage, have a bigger magazine. Yeah, and like that's like the only thing I could really think of is the thing though, right? Like you pick up like your first assault rifle, and it's like the Halo like four or five like standard like 32, 32 mag, and like as you increase your assault rifle, like you rank it up, it becomes like the Halo one sixty mag yeah. assault rifle, maybe, <laughs> but like. But even that is like, I don't know if that's a direction for Halo that I'm particularly interested in. Well, if it's free to play and if it's a battle royale, like I have no like problems. Like I would play a Halo battle royale if I think there are people who are still like Halo is their favorite game. Like that, people would stick with it. You know, it'd be like. I think Halo is a big enough property to where they should do a battle royale. It's like, yeah, it's fun for certain people. I'm not that into it, but I know a lot of people like it and it's popular. So, I think yeah, but, but like as we it, just described that loop, yeah. I don't know if that loop and Halo meshing together interests me. Is the thing? Yeah, yeah, and I know I know you're not too big of a battle royale guy, also. So, but but I can see it being what very like well made and it shoots like halo and you get some vehicles and you're riding around two other friends in a warthog causing trouble you know as you do in like a PUBG where you're getting in a vehicle and oh, driving yeah. around the map so see like that would get me like if i if that was like a function like a main function of like what a halo battle royale is you just finding vehicles getting in and messing about with the lads um that would probably get me in there at some point. I don't know if it'd have much staying power. Um, 
Like I could definitely see myself messing with it for a bit if it just seemed like these like Halo shenanigans in a big yeah. sandbox. And if we're talking about like this being like a live service game, if they have the development like team set up in a way, it's like yeah, you have. If I think of it as a live game that wants to upgrade, update, there's like three parts of Halo Infinite. There's like the team who's working on the battle royale. There's the team who's working on the multiplayer, like the regular PvP events. And there's the team that might be putting out DLC for the single player slash co-op campaign. That's like an open world thing where they'll put new maps out for it, new areas. Like, it would be like, yeah, you have the battle royale. It's like, maybe they'll do, if it, you know, if it sells well enough and it's like an investment they put in it where they see people interacting with it. They'll have some Fortnite events, like, there's the Galactus event in Fortnite. I could see, like, weird events like that coming to the Halo Battle Royale, because, you know, that's how you update those kind of things. Like, that's how you do, like, you know, maybe it's, like, new characters. Who knows what they'll do. I'm sure they're not... They might do 100 Spartans, or they might do, like different characters with abilities in it, you know? I could see, like, an, you, someone gets to be the Arbiter. I mean, there's, like, a bunch of Arbiters running around, but they their abilities, like, the invisibility thing. Yeah. Um, you know, see, that's the thing, right? Like, I could see them doing, like, like, up characters with, like, your own customized Spartan with different abilities, uh, more so than, like, everyone plays like a Master Chief. There's like a 100 Master Chiefs dropping onto an island. Um, and the thing that I should note, and this is like uh, something I forgot about because my own like lack of experience with like Halo 5, is that there are like mythic weapons in Halo 5. In Halo 5's multiplayer, right? So you have like your like cards that give you mythic weapons. So you have things like a more powerful rocket launcher and like George's, uh, George from Halo reaches like turret that he carries around yeah so, like, like, what could... if they just did a dlc for the uh halo infinite battle royale with that was just like a reach themed one they would they got yeah. you a bunch of armor skins from reach and the vehicles that look like it and you know they can get very nostalgic with like updates for a multiplayer thing like that if God, that is a thing. that's I just what want the to... plan ends up being i just want my spartans to look like halo reach again is the other thing yeah because man i don't like the look of anything they've done with their multiplayer oh for like infinite or halo 5 for like halo like 4 and 5 yeah 4 is a little eh. i i'm okay with 5s i'm besides the clanking of the armor it they look okay but i'm not picky i'm easy to please austin <laughs> now what's this other thing coming out oh yeah it there's a kotaku article about Square Enix aiming for a better work-life balance, and they're doing a permanent work-from-home option. This is coming up from Brian Ashcraft. Uh, it sounds like um, that people are getting to choose if they want to just work at home starting December 1st for uh, their Japanese companies, at least. Yeah, so like as we go into this, it sort of reveals that uh, a certain, a select amount of people, like it's not saying that everyone can do it, right? Mm-hmm. It's 
saying that like certain members, like certain team members on devs and such can choose to apply to work from home. Um, and that like now gives them like two tiers of employees, right? So you have your home-based employees and your office-based employees. And that don't, that does not mean like they like, that may, basically means that they spend at least on average, I believe in the quote here, working an average of three days per work week um, in either their home or office, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't mean like people who are working from home or home who are home-based are not going to go into the office. It just means they won't be going into it as much as other people and probably not at the same time as people who are office-based. So that way they can make sure that like not everyone is in the building at the same time. Yeah. Uh, which is like, I think, I think this is, I think this is good. Like this is, uh, this is like a pretty good sort of like COVID measure to me. Agreed. And you know, if there's people who can do their job from home, even after COVID, I think, you know, we see the workplace kind of shifting. So I'm kind of like more excited about people being able to do that, you know, so they don't have to commute and drive to home work and back I mean, there's people who like going to office you know so i think it's cool that they're giving them the option yeah and like the other thing to note here is i believe this is because they, they emphasized that a lot of this is okay so division heads will designate this is from the quote that they provided to that square provided to kotaku division heads will designate some positions or individual employees as office-based as uh, dictated by the nature of the work involved so like certain leadership positions um as well as like unique like uh credited positions will probably have to still be working in the office uh on the regular but that seems like it's going to be left up to teams on a sort of project basis mm-hmm that's true. Um, you know, we had some other s- stuff coming from, I guess, see the um, Mass Effect and Dragon Age lead left Bioware. If you want to talk about that a little bit, we want to get into this. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So you know, sort of the day before uh, what is tentatively like Dragon Age Day um, for the Bioware community and the Dragon Age community is uh, we got the news that the GM of Bioware, Casey Hudson and the Dragon Age EP, Mark Dara, are leaving the studio, uh, calling this their retirement from the studio. And this is not the first time Hudson has left Bioware. He left Bioware, I think, like 2012-2013, when Microsoft was really trying to push the uh, their VR alternative, which I think is called the... I, can, I, know, I completely forget the name of the Microsoft VR thing. The HoloLens. HoloLens, yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, both Dara and Hudson left behind these relatively long uh, sort of goodbye posts. And, you know, as they would, they've been at Bioware for decades at this point. As they sort of, so they sort of took the time to reflect on, like, their work at Bioware and sort of try to promote the continued uh, work of the people who are still at that studio. Um, it reveals like it reveals a lot of the sort of the shifting internal like 
responsibilities of certain studios, right? So like in these goodbye posts, we learned that the Bioware Austin studio is is like getting a lot of responsibilities for Anthem. We also learned that the studio director for the Bioware Austin studio is Christian Daly is taking over as the uh, executive director of Dragon Age of their of that current project. And it's just it's it's pretty wild because they're this was in, just incredibly abrupt. Like they are not announcing that they're leaving at like the end of the month. Yeah. Or like the current pay period or whatever. They're just they are they left. They're not yeah. there anymore. I guess Bioware is changing, you know. It's uh, we've seen the shuffling, you know, after Andromeda came out and people, you know, Anthem was weird. They're like I guess they need to restructure some stuff, you know. Yeah, I mean, they definitely do. Like, I've kind of believed that they need to restructure a lot of Bioware, like a while for a while now. Especially when I believe it was Trier wrote up a Jason Schreier wrote up a story about like the development of Mass Effect Andromeda and how there was really no plan for the longest time of like what that game would be until like the final like the final leg of development when they realized like when they actually had like a scope and vision for like what the game they were going to make was. Um, And it's, and part of what that story revealed is that it's not, that was not particularly odd occurrence at Bioware, right? Like it wouldn't happen on like that tight a deadline, but there would still be this like environment in Bioware where they would be developing like and altering like the game up until the last minute. Um, hoping for what I believe was referred to as Bioware magic air quotes to save the day. Yeah. And it's, it's a complete, you know, Anthem was a different game for them too, but I think like, it's like a shifting of the guard, you know, they're, I, they, they're trying to reset up their, what kind of games they make. Oh yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just odd. And the thing there is like, when like the community got like the community response to this was like not particularly great right so it's a lot of like these are both big names that people know and you know just social media comments are like oh bioware's never gonna be the same and it's just strange to me that like people think like either hudson or dara were going to have like enough pull or power within the company to, like steer the ship back to like the RPGs that they want them to make, which are, I'm just going to say, not RPGs I particularly enjoy anymore. Oh, the original three Mass Effect and Dragon Age yeah. 2. Oh, yeah. Well, Oh, yeah, like, and then, like, but Dragon Age Wars, those. But anyway, yeah. Oh. 
but we don't have to get into it. I get these using content every now and then, but I think this is adding like, hey, we're gonna we kind of like have a set period or a schedule when we're actually gonna be putting our new content out, except for instead of like when it's done, I guess. And it yeah, gets so people like, who are playing it, you know, some stuff. Yeah, this dev update presented by the dude who had a monkey throw up on his shirt oh. <laughs> sometime last year. I don't think I saw that. Uh, it was it was uncomfortable. It was bad. Yeah, was he just like he had a monkey for his Sea of Thieves update video? Yeah, there's like this promotional thing that they were doing. I think it was a stream. He was playing the game and there's just a monkey on his shirt and just threw up twice on it. It's real okay. bad. Uh, don't Google it. I, I'm I'm googling it. Oh, no. um, <laughs> that sounds like a thing. Anyway, well, you know that's what happens. You know, you want to yeah. you want to get the aesthetics of having a monkey on your shoulder, like you're a pirate, and then yeah, have but real then the monkey. consequences. Yeah, that's right. That's be funny. ashamed of your words and deeds. Um. Anyway, that's cool that they're doing stuff. Yeah. So this is like. I don't know, like, see if these continues to, like, evolve in a game that, like, I'll probably never play much of. But, like, it's always interesting to see, like, how they add in things like like what they've been doing. Like, this is, like, they're doing an in-game festival here. They've also got, like, increased, let's see, blah, 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 reading all this stuff now. Ah! They're just they doing have, a bunch of stuff, you know? Yeah, they so like, they have, like, what they have in the... Yeah, so it's like cosmetics, events. I just remember this came out. It was just like a game with a lot of water and some islands and also some chests that you can pick up. I was playing with some friends of mine a couple weeks ago. Because it was just on Game Pass. And we were just like, yeah, hey, let's just go mess around with this. Yeah, it's, you know, there's it's not like a... It's not a destiny. You're not getting loot to make your number higher. You're just going out and hang out with your friends and sailing, and then you do stuff on an island. I mean, there are people who are into that. Kind of a chill game, you know? Yeah, yeah, it can be. So, um, so this is the first time they've done seasons, is what this is sounding like. Yeah, because I think they used to just, whenever they finished a content, they would release the update for it. And then they might preview their next content update. In that yeah. kind of cycle. So I think, yeah, I think this is like an interesting way to sort of set up a roadmap for players, you know, to like this kind of pivot to a plunder pass is what they're calling it. And yeah. like seasons of content, I think is an interesting way to sort of imply that there is a roadmap for changes. Yeah, I'm hoping that battle pass, I can get an emote for my monkey where he'll throw up on my shirt. That's what I want. I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah, I don't either. Had to make a joke about it. But right, like moving on. But something to note at the end oh, of yeah, this is that the updates is like this is from the GameSpot article uh, by Richard Wakeling. Um, is that the updates to the game's adventure mode will result in development ceasing on Sea of Thieves' PvP-based arena mode. Uh, so they they're not going to add arena. Yeah. So. It sounds like it's going to stay active, but they are not going to 
updated it further after this. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm I'm sure not a lot of people are playing the PvP stuff. Yeah, I mean, probably why. I feel like it has. Yeah, I mean, Death Army probably does not have like enough people to keep it sort of going. But like, I imagine there's there there are probably like dozens of people upset. Yeah, well, just dozens. Um, well, the opposite of people being upset is that Persona Five Strikers is coming out the West, and uh, it is February twenty third, twenty twenty one. That's their like. Dynasty Warriors Persona game that uh, I was watching the trailer and it looks really cool. But just like the Breath of the Wild <laughs> one, I don't think I'm going to play it until it goes on sale. I'm not, I'll pay $30 for these these things. Yeah, I can't. Mm. Mm. Oh, no, I don't music. like it. I like the music. Yeah. Uh, the music's alright. It's not particularly interesting. What? the music of uh, persona boo. 5 boo. i don't i don't it's just it's not good i don't boo. know i think persona 5 is a really bad game yeah it's bad jazz oh it's good jazz i like it hey to each own it's all right i'll agree like, just agree it has its moments but like i can't i did not remember much of that game soundtrack aside from like wake up get up get out there yeah there's some like ambient music that's really good too yeah um, the ambient music's good, generally speaking. Like that's because it's just the most calming thing. And I also don't remember liking like the vocal performance of most of Persona 5's music. Oh yeah, some of it's like it's like the Japanese singer is speaking singing in English, and it can be a little it's a little jarring. I don't know. I just remember, I just remember the mix being like bad. Oh. I don't know. I uh, I just listen to I have like a YouTube like playlist of the songs I would just like listen to. Yeah. Yeah, I what don't know. That? Maybe like turning into a muso might make Persona Five fun. You know. Ha ha ha. Um. I uh I don't know. My I don't have the time to do eighty hours of a RPG, but I usually get to the first dungeon in a Persona game. Dude, Maybe it I, be. it's not fun for me, but there's a lot of people who enjoy it. Yeah, I like put 91 hours into Persona 5 oh. um, and finished it. And like, a lot of game. apparently that was a speed run. <laughs> I, I guess. I saw the hours other people were putting into Persona 5. And I was like, I thought I had done everything in this game. Yeah. Well, it's it's a lot of game for people, you know. I mostly digest like twenty hour games. I, I don't think I've gotten that much in a while. Yeah, I just it's strange to me. Uh, the, the other thing is like, apparently, I missed like a big thing to increase the amount of time that you can actually spend in Persona Five. Yeah, story ninety seven hours on how long to beat. So, so you got it right there. Could not imagine. Could not imagine putting any more time into that game. Uh, some people play it twice. My coworker played it twice. He's played both versions. It, they're crazy. One is just like into a run. Oh yeah. Hey, this ditto chair though. I don't. I want to talk about this ditto chair. Do we oh. have to talk about the ditto chair? Oh, ditto's a chair, dude. And I can get an ottoman that's a premier ball or a great ball. Just chilling out like this lady on her phone and this promotional picture that's like on the verge. 
This chair makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I want the ch- I want a version of the chair that has its tongue coming out. Yeah, me and that ditto are gonna get real close. I um, uh, this, this chair's not canon, but that's okay, Austin. I don't like it. Uh, you look how dead its eyes are, Austin. It's yeah, no, it's I don't need like I don't need to feel Ditto's like dead stare. Yeah, it's a mirror of my phone of my own form. And like I'm just if I sat in this chair, I'd be like constantly afraid that it's just going to become a bit goopy, and then suddenly the arms of the chair are going to expand and sort of cover me, and then it's going to begin absorbing me into its own. The dead stare of Ditto eyes here. Did you watch Detective Pikachu? Yeah, I saw Detective Pikachu. Look at the look at the dead eyes and this lady. Yeah, no, the I Ditto saw, lady. It was horrifying. It was horrifying. I went I went to see that with a friend, and like, it wasn't supposed to be a horror movie. Yeah. But like, a couple of people screamed in the theater. Oh yeah, the deadness of the. I like Detective Pikachu. That's fun. You know, it's a fun movie. It's a good movie. It's fine. But, like, then it does this weird body horror stuff. Do it. Where it, like, has Ditto... I thought that was a bit of a stretch, having Ditto, like, just copy a whole person. Go for it. Someone did a cosplay. Ah, my favorite is the Ludicolo screaming at the coffee bar. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like... I, I can see why someone do the cosplay up until you see the dead eyes. Like, this is like a cool character. She's like, you think this is like a secret agent for the baddie. And like, she is. But like, you think it's going to be like a top tier, like, Pokemon the trainer. Ditto. Yeah, this Ludicolo's reaction is Austin's reaction to the Ditto. Oh, yeah. No, we were. There we, go. we could not be. We could not be consoled in that theater. It was horrifying. Yeah. All right. Well. I think that wraps it for the episode. Austin, where where on the internet can people find you, Austin? What's up? Uh, People can find me at Beardless2 on Twitter, TWO2. All right, and I'm at uh, Travis23Doyle on Twitter. All right, uh, catch you later, everybody. This is where you say goodbye, Austin. Oh, is this where I say goodbye? I need to say goodbye? Okay, bye.